0: Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellivate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymedica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources, and go to the WellEvate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Welcome to episode 42. This week's guest is Emily Nilsson. And she's a huge inspiration to me because it's taken her a relatively long time to see results on her health journey. And yet through it all, she has remained motivated and stayed the course. She compares her journey to trying to turn a large boat, one that had a lot of momentum heading in the wrong direction at the time that she found the medical medium information. Early on, she had some success seeing improvements in her depression and gut health, but it took several years for her health trajectory to begin to shift for her most significant symptom, myalgic encephalomyelitis, chronic fatigue syndrome, otherwise known as ME-CFS, which had left her unable to work and mostly bedbound for years. So if you've been struggling on your health journey and frustrated that you haven't seen the improvements that you're looking for, this episode is for you. As a reminder, these discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. And so with that, let's dive into the episode. Emily, thank you so much for being on the podcast
1: today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here with you.
0: I'm really excited to talk about your story. I try to generally feature people who've had stories that are a little bit different. And one of the reasons why I've always been so inspired by yours is you have not been on the fastest healing journey. It has been very inspiring to watch you as you have persisted and been so dedicated to your healing. So I'm really excited to dig into your path.
1: Yes, I I, I look forward to telling you and your audience about my my journey sometimes i feel that how can i help other people because i i haven't healed yet completely and uh, i'm not where i want to be with my healing story But I feel that there may be other people like me who who takes a lot of time to heal and get better and who maybe have a lot of pathogens and toxins in their bodies and they need some inspiration and, and to feel that they're not alone. Because what we see often in social media is the stories about the people who heal fast and Maybe they don't show everything either. They don't tell us about everything that they've gone through and and the hard times. So I've been sharing on Facebook, uh, in the Swedish Facebook groups, about my path and uh, about my healing journey. And sometimes there have been a lot of downs, you know, and uh, setbacks. And it's been hard at some points. I've had flares. I've had symptoms getting worse, but I, I've always moved on. You know, I've never given up. And I, I know deep down in my soul that this is the right path. I, I guess I'm one of the people that Anthony has talked about when he said that the people who take a long time to heal have purpose plus and that's something i always think about when i'm struggling you know and i'm i'm doing this for a reason you know i i want to share this with other people i want to help others and i feel i'm already doing that actually even though i'm not fully healed because i want everyone to feel welcome and feel that they're okay where they are on their healing journey and i'm passionate about sharing Anthony's information. And I'm so fortunate I I don't work and I have a lot of time. And since I've been bed bound, you know, I've had a lot of time. So I just try to spend that time in the best way possible.
0: So why don't you take us back and tell us a little bit about what your journey's been like? What have some of the symptoms been that you've been dealing
1: with? I've always been kind of moody ever since I was a teenager so my mood has been up and down a lot and i've felt sometimes sad for no particular reason and but it hasn't been that bad but then when i was around 28 my boyfriend broke up with me and i i guess i felt into a depression and i had anxiety and it was a hard time for me. So um, I didn't really know what to do. So I went to the doctor and he prescribed antidepressants. And I was on them for around 20 years. Now I'm, I'm free from them because I've slowly tapered them out. And um, I just want to say that if you ever think about quitting your antidepressants, It's really important that you do it together with a physician and also that you always take it really, really slow, but it feels so good to be free from them. Actually, it took a long time after I started Medical Medium before I I was ready to move out of the antidepressants, and I haven't fully healed the depressions, but they're Much better now, and um, I feel more stable and I feel hopeful, and I, I feel I'm on the right path now. I'm getting slowly better, but it takes a lot of time. And one more thing that has bothered me for almost my whole life is fatigue. And that was something that was so weird, and nobody understood, and I didn't understand it myself. And actually, the doctors said that the fatigue was because of the depression. So I thought if I could just somehow fix the depression, then the fatigue will go away. And so I worked hard on myself. I did therapy, both conventional and alternative therapies. And you know, I tried to work on my mental health a lot, but it it didn't really change. I, I felt I, I was still very fatigued and I also had gut pain. I was very overweight. Uh, So I had some other issues as well. At one point, a few years ago, I felt that my fatigue was just slowly getting worse and worse. And I didn't really have anxiety anymore. I had kind of mood swings and the depression was kind of stable, but I was never really feeling happy. Uh, but the fatigue I felt was getting worse all the time, and that scared me. And also i I was at a job that was really bad, where people treated me badly. And seven years ago was when I got to the point where i I wasn't able to work anymore. And um, so I was on a sick leave, and I've been there ever since. so i'm I'm still not working. And the fatigue just continued to get worse. And I think this was in 2014. I had PTSD at that time from the job I had that was so bad. And uh, I was slowly trying to recover from that. But the fatigue was kind of, I, I just felt that this is not good. You know, it It's slowly getting worse and worse, and I don't know why. And I was used to living with fatigue. I had been fatigued for so many years. It was normal to me. Every time I got home from work, I had to rest. I couldn't do anything. And at times I didn't work, and at times I worked part-time. And, you know, when my daughter was born, I felt, oh, this is not going well, you know, taking care of her. So I was so happy I had my husband then that we could work together, but we only had one child. And and one of the reasons was that I wasn't well enough. So so yeah, this was something that I had experienced for a very long time, you know, with the fatigue. But it got to a point where where it was steadily getting worse. And I think that maybe intuitively, I knew that this was not going to end well. So I needed to do something What were the doctors saying about it? Well, the weird thing is that I haven't felt that they have been able to help me at all. Actually, they always thought it was just the depression and just the depression. You know, it's it's like depression is something that is lighter than, than the physical symptoms that people have. But it's not. If you have a bad depression, it can be so Debilitating, um, but it it just felt like they didn't care so much about it because it was just depression, and I wasn't suicidal. So the fatigue that was not not something that they ever talked about. And you know we have a different system here in Sweden than you have. All our doctors are employed by by the state, I guess, or by the local city. So it, it's very different. You have more of a private system. So in Sweden, almost all doctors are conventional. We have almost no alternative doctors at all. Oh, wow. And not many private doctors either. It's more like we, we have to take care of ourselves alternatively and we have the Facebook groups and we share things there and, and there are alternative practitioners, but they're not doctors or, or anything like that. I think chiropractors, there are some, but I, I think they're not as common here. And I know that, for example, homeopathy is, is more or less forbidden In this country. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so people don't take supplements as much here unless they're really alternative or they're very much into that. Interesting.
0: And so, as you were trying to get help for your depression and your fatigue, the only type of healthcare you really had access to was the Swedish regular conventional healthcare system.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also one, one other thing that I've been thinking about is that we are not actually used to paying for our healthcare here in Sweden because it's uh, provided by taxes. So for me to start doing so many supplements, that was hard in the beginning, you know, do I have to pay this much Every month, just to, to get well, it feels so weird because, uh, you know, it, we've had a, a really great healthcare system here, I feel, compared to many other countries. And people have felt that they have, have been taken care of and they, they trust their health healthcare people. So what I've learned from Anthony over the years is that there are so many people who have have been treated really badly in the American system. And I can see now that it's the same thing here. And
0: so as your fatigue kept getting worse, what did you start looking at for options where it seemed like you ran out of options on your traditional healthcare system? Where did you start looking for more answers?
1: Yeah, I just want to say that the traditional conventional healthcare system, I I gave up a long time ago and i knew that either i have to sort of live with it or i have to do something myself i think it was in 2015 i found a candida diet that was really popular at that time and there was a big facebook group about it here in sweden so so i joined it and i actually went all in and changed my whole way of eating and i was not a healthy eater, even though I was a vegetarian, I was not aware of the health food movement much. I, I, I ate whatever I wanted, and that's kind of what I was used to. You know, I was eating whatever I liked and within the vegetarian kind of boundaries. So I did the candida thing and I cut out all the processed foods and I. I ate a little bit cleaner, but looking back, it wasn't such a great idea actually, because I was still doing eggs and I was still doing dairy. And I also was recommended to cut down on fruit, which was not a good idea. Wow. So uh, yeah, so I did that for a few months. And what happened was I wrote a post in that group and I I said that I I haven't improved, you know, my symptoms are not getting better. And then one woman wrote me a a personal message saying that you should check out Anthony Williams' book, uh, Medical Medium. And that was the first book, the, the only book that had come out at that time. So this was in 2016. And at the same time, actually, There was another Facebook friend of mine who wrote a message that, oh, you should check out this uh, Anthony William guy. And so I thought, yeah, of course I have to do that. So I I got his book and I started to read the Candida chapter. And I was like, oh my God, this is completely different from what everyone has said before. And I was kind of, oh no. (laughs) At first I felt like, oh no, this this whole thing... Who, who do I believe in? Who do I trust? What is true? What is not true? But then a few days later, I started reading the book from the beginning. And then I just felt felt deep within that this is the truth and that this is the path for me. And I, I'm going to go all in on this. And um, at that time, there was only this very small Swedish Facebook group. So I, I became the admin on that group and I was dedicated and I was working hard. But you know, at that time, there were so many things that we didn't know that we know now. But on the other hand, I think it was good that I went slowly into it because otherwise it may have been too abrupt, I guess, for my system because I'm I have a very sensitive system and, I can't detox too fast because I get symptoms and I get flares. And it has been um, a difficult path sometimes with the detox. So it was actually good. But like many people, when they read the first book, they started the 28-day cleanse. And I did that too. I did too. Yeah, I didn't last long. I I had too many symptoms and I I couldn't do it. You know, it was too much to do to do that uh, as as quickly as that. But we're working on it. <laughs> we're we're always working on it, and I've been working on it for now. I think in October it will be five years. So I, I started in uh, October of two thousand and sixteen. Great. Yeah. And I I can say that I have steadily taken one step further, one small step further every, every year, every month. I always try to do a little bit more. I always try to improve my way of eating, my way of living according to his teachings. So uh, when I started out, I, I did a lot of things that I don't do now. I tried to eat the way I used to, but just find a a more suitable recipe, you know, a, a recipe that was more medical medium friendly. But now I, I am, I'm cleansing all the time. I'm, I'm living according to the cleanse to heal book now. I, I, I always eat like that. Mm-hmm. I I eat super clean at this time.
0: That's great. So can you take us through sort of the path that you went through? Because you've said you were really sensitive and you've had a lot of symptoms. Can you take us through that path of what that looked like and what some of the setbacks were that you have and some of the approaches that you had to deal with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this is the part that could actually be scary for someone to hear. Because what happened was that the fatigue that had started to get worse, it was actually continuing to get worse for a long time after I started medical medium. And um, that was really scary because I knew in my heart that this was right for me. But at the same time, the fatigue was getting worse and I didn't know what to do. I had no one to ask and uh, nobody knew. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that was the challenge back in those early days, right? There were, right. while there were Facebook groups in 2016 that were popping up, most of the people in those Facebook groups had only been following this information for a few months, and all we had were the first book and a few radio shows, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I felt, oh well. There were a few things that got better, you know. I didn't have cracked elbows anymore. They were not dried anymore like they used to be. And and I had a weird thing happening with my earlobe. I, I used to have earrings, but I hadn't had them for a long time. And then suddenly there, there were pus in one of my earlobes. And I felt, well, this must be part of the healing, you know. And one thing I noticed was that my acid reflux got better after a while. And you were drinking celery juice at this point, right? Yeah, but I was only doing uh, one bunch of celery per day. And I didn't do the heavy metal detox every day. Nowadays, I I do three bunches of celery every day. And uh, I do the heavy metal detox every day. And I have increased my supplements a lot. And also, one thing that I did in the beginning, which I regret at this time is that I took supplements that were not recommended by medical medium because they were cheaper. Mm -hmm. And I think that was actually part of why it took longer for me to heal.
0: Oh, interesting. And for the supplements, so you're in Sweden in general, are you able to get most of the supplements that he recommends over there?
1: Yes, we are fortunate enough that nowadays we can buy Vimergy in one of our web shops here. Okay. Uh, but But back then it was harder and everyone was new and they didn't understand how important it was to get the right kind of supplements.
0: When I first started too, I was living in New York City and granted I could have gotten access to any of it, but my first reaction was there was a big vitamin store almost kitty corner across the street from my apartment building. And so I just marched myself over there. And I think they had a couple of the brands that he recommended, but for the most part, 90% of my supplements were not the recommended ones either. And I did figure out over time too, that it was just better. He had reasons why he recommended the ones that he recommended. And thank goodness he gives us those recommendations, right? It's hard to research them all. And he's had a lot of contact with those companies. He knows people at a lot of those companies and he is able to vet them for us, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, those those little details matter. And that, that's something that he always talks about, how the details matter.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so I, so looking back, I, I I see that there were things that I could have done differently if I had known them what I know now. What I felt uh, during that time was I, I felt kind of, alone and I didn't know what to do because I felt my fatigue got worse and when it was at its worst I was bed bound. I couldn't go outside much or even anything most days. It was hard just to go to the bathroom or go into the kitchen uh, to get food. And I had to rely on my husband a lot for helping me with things. And I didn't I didn't get any answers. I didn't know who to ask. And nobody knew about the answers for medical medium. I think that was one of the reasons why I read his book so carefully and why I listened to all his lives, because I wanted answers to my own situation. And it was frightening. And also I felt... I'm the admin of this group and I'm supposed to be the one that people is inspired by. And instead I'm getting worse and I had no idea what to do. And so that was, that was really frightening. But on the other hand, I kept on going and I just continued doing the work with the food and the supplements and everything.
0: And if it, didn't seem to really be working. What motivated you to keep going with it?
1: Well, first of all, I didn't have a plan B. I didn't have anything else that I felt was going to help me because all the other explanations of, of why we are sick or or how to heal were not logical to me, and they didn't resonate with me. So I, I just felt that I didn't have anything else that might help. Well, I I was praying a lot, and I I joined uh, some kind of spiritual group for a while, in which people had miracle healings, but that felt kind of random. You know, you never knew if if it was going to help or not, and and I didn't feel it. It, it helped me much, but I, I felt there was a kind of community there. But that was online, of course, because I couldn't go out. I have felt very lonely and I prayed a lot. I prayed to God. I prayed to the angels. I've had scary symptoms. I've had symptoms getting worse. And I felt very dependent on my husband and helpless and it's been it's been scary at times and i didn't really know where it was going at one point i actually thought i was going to die it was so bad and i i thought that maybe i would end up bedbound forever and i would never be able to walk or talk or or live like a normal person because i realized more and more that what i had was chronic fatigue or ME-CFS, as they call it. I knew I had ME-CFS because I had so severe fatigue, but my doctors were not aware of that. They still believe I had depression. And since I'm aware of how the system works and everything, I didn't put effort into trying to get the right diagnosis because I knew that that could actually be a negative thing here uh, in order to get the, the disability that we have here. We have a different system. I never had the idea that they would be able to help me anyway, the doctors.
0: So during that first year that you were following medical medium,
1: yes, did your symptoms get better at all? No, well, it was just that thing with the acid reflux that got a little better and also the cracked elbow. I I guess that's, that's the only thing I, I noticed.
0: Okay. But the fatigue was still on this trajectory where it was getting worse and you hadn't turned the corner on that yet.
1: Right. Right. And what happened was that I wrote a post about this in my Facebook group. And I explained that this is what's happening to me and now I, I feel a bit emotional because what happened then was one of the members of the group was actually saying, we should go and fund uh, a practitioner for Emily so she can have an appointment with a medical medium practitioner. And yeah, that was so sweet. That's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm crying now that I'm I'm talking about it. So I got an appointment with one one of the most famous practitioners. And what she said was that I had probably got a virus that was really bad, and it was on its way to get worse. And I hadn't been able to stop it in time. So I hadn't been able to turn it around yet. And it was still getting worse. And and she Described it as almost like a boat that was about to hit an iceberg, but you didn't have time to turn it around completely before it hit. Uh, So that's something that felt really right to me because it is the pathogens that make us ill. Uh, So I felt in my heart that this must be the truth. And I just need to keep going and I need to work harder and I need to. You know, stick with it. And I, I'm proud to say that I have never cheated on no foods during this whole time since 2016. And mostly out of fear, actually, because I've been afraid of getting worse, because it was real, it was a real thing to me to get worse. So uh yeah, I'm so grateful that they did that to me in the Facebook group and that they crowdfunded this session with this practitioner. And I felt that I had their support and I had had the support of the universe.
0: That's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's one of the things I love about this community is how supportive they are. Four years ago, five years ago, there weren't that many practitioners out there who could help people. And the nice thing is these days, there are a lot more people who are available. A lot more people you know, like myself who have gotten trained so that we can help people because- We know how hard it is, right? Yes. And sometimes it is helpful to have somebody who has had a lot more experience with this. And and so once you had had that appointment with your practitioner, what changed? Did she change up your protocol at all?
1: Yes, she did. Uh, She changed the protocol and she changed the food. The only thing about that was that I felt that it was a little bit too ambitious for where i was at that time because i w- was so fatigued that it was hard to me to even prepare the foods and do all the stuff that she suggested i felt a bit overwhelmed and stressed out in the beginning and i i felt i couldn't do everything um i was for example i was supposed to do three different kinds of teas every day and Sometimes I was just in bed all day and and I, I was feeling really, really weak. I was feeling weak in my whole body. And this is something that's really, really hard to explain to someone who has never been severely fatigued. So when I look back on it now, what it was like to have that kind of severe fatigue, I can't really remember how it felt because it was... It was so real. It is a physical symptom. It is a physical disease, and that's what most people don't understand. It's actually neurological fatigue, and Anthony explains that it is caused by the Epstein-Barr virus excreting neurotoxins that inflames the nerves and the brain and make them swell, and it makes your body completely weak, and you get exhausted really quickly as soon as you do something or or you overexert yourself so yeah it, it is a weird disease in many ways and it's the worst disease if you have really severe symptoms you can be bedbound and you can be in a dark room all the time not being able to actually go out or or meet people or or do things that normal people do and you can't sometimes some people can't even go out on a wheelchair. So this is different from having other kinds of diseases. And you often have other symptoms as well, because Anthony explains that often you also have the shingles virus and you often have the streptococcus and, and all that. So when I look back on it, was that my immune system was bogged down. From many years of having to deal with so many pathogens and so many toxins, it, it wasn't strong enough to recover as quickly as I would have liked. And it was a difficult time. And I'm so grateful for my husband for being there with me this whole time, because if he had left me, that would have been a catastrophe for me, you know, taking care of myself when I was in that state. And I was really scared that something would happen to him, that he would get sick too, or that he would die or anything like that. I was scared for the future, what's going to happen to me.
0: Yes, I understand. And so when did you start to see some relief on that front?
1: Well, my memory is a bit blurry thinking back on it, and I feel that it was very, very slow, and it it was gradual, and it didn't come quickly at all. And I I, I lost faith many times, uh, you know, and I felt no, I will probably have to live like that for the rest of my life. And I actually uh, made sure I I got help with with cleaning and stuff because. Otherwise, if my husband Hilding, if something would have happened to him, you know, I would I would be completely alone. So I, I made sure I contacted the authorities and told them that I I can't take care of myself right now. I I need help with the cleaning. So I got that. I also actually got a wheelchair, but I didn't use it more than once, I think. But most of the time, I actually adapted to the level of energy I had. So I know that a lot of people who have ME, they always do too much because they have to take care of themselves and they have no choice. They have to take care of their families. But I was lucky enough. I had my husband who helped me with most things and I could rest as much as I needed. So that was good. On the other hand, it sometimes I felt Kind of a lonely and isolated. I felt really isolated. I've lost a lot of friends during these years, and my family live a long way from here, and I wasn't able to travel to see them at that time, and I, I felt really alone. And even though I met some new friends on Facebook and online, I still missed meeting people in real life. And then when we got to the pandemic, I was already in lockdown. (laughs) That had been my life for a long time, being in lockdown. Um, Now we're lucky we, we haven't had the real lockdowns here in Sweden. But actually, my life got better when the pandemic hit because my husband started working from home at that time, so I could be with him more and also my daughter staying home more. I can say that from that time, because that was about the same time as Cleanse to Heal came out and I started the new cleanse group. Since then, I have felt that I've, I've made a lot of progress because I cleaned up my diet even more one year ago. And I think for some people who are really sick, they need to do these Big changes. They have to go fat free. They have to do the salt free, the the whole thing. And I felt that that's what I needed to do. So I just went full cleanse to heal lifestyle. That that's what I've been doing since then. And so
0: during the three and a half years or so before cleanse to heal came out, and you made some more of these changes, it sounds like you had been slowly making changes to your diet over time and your environment, and just continuing to tighten up your protocol. But by the time Cleanse to Heal came out, at that point, you were really ready to take it to a, the next level, right?
1: Exactly. Do you think
0: that if you had tried to do the changes that you made last year, say two years earlier, that you would have been able to make them?
1: I think if Cleanse to Heal had come out two years earlier, yes, I think I would have been able to do them because. The books have always been so inspiring to me and I feel that when I read the whole explanation of how it all works, I get so motivated that I want to do it. I just want to go all in. However, a few years ago, I was a bit worried that maybe if I cleansed too quickly, then maybe I would have a flare and I would get worse. And, and I was really scared about that. I was scared of doing fat-free. I was scared of doing all raw because a lot of people talked about all raw at that time. And I have understood now that I feel best when I do cooked food. Uh, so I've I've gotten a steamer, and I eat steamed food almost every day for dinner, and that works really well for me. I can still not do all raw, and it, it it's not something I strive for either. I I need to have the cooked food. And I need to feel really satiated because I think it has to do with the nervous system. My nervous system, I think needs a lot of glucose and also I'm really sensitive to stress and I can really start having adrenaline surges. So I I need to be careful.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think for some people who have a lot of neurological issues, and we're about to talk about this, but just so that if you're listening and you're having a lot of neurological issues, sometimes going right to fat-free can be very disruptive as well. And so yes, I hear it from people all the time where they feel like they have to go fat-free, but once they do it, they start having trouble if they're having neurological issues. And to me, the real answer there is take it more slowly. You don't have to go fat-free. But by the time Cleanse to Heal came out and you started doing a lot more cleansing, you had been at this for quite a few years. Right. And so it sounds like your body was ready for some of these changes that you were undertaking.
1: Yes. And I also want to say that one of the things that helped me most with the Cleanse to Heal book was the chapter about emotional detoxing. And how it works with the viruses, how they want food and how the pathogens, want. we get the cravings because they want food and how the adrenaline is released. And that affects us as well emotionally. And we think we have to eat the food that we are used to eating. Uh, So I was emotionally eating all my life and I wasn't really aware of that. So I feel during this last year i have actually healed a lot of that i have healed a lot of the emotional eating and the food addiction that i had but i wasn't aware of i also had a hungry liver that's something that he talks about in the liver rescue book so i i was hungry all the time and i i was thirsty all the time because i had adrenal fatigue and I was used to eating, you know. I was used to eating to to calm my my emotions down and and to feel better for a little while. And also eating fat because fat is is connected to adrenaline. So I think this whole thing is so important. And once I read the book "Cleanse to Heal," I understood the whole thing with the emotional detox, and it was easier for me then. I can't know, of course, what it would have been like if I started earlier, but I had the feeling that for a couple of years, I was eating too much fat. And I should have stopped, but I was going on, you know, I I had a handful of nuts here and there, and I was doing coconut milk in the food and all that. And also I had the idea that I was going to eat the same thing as the family. So my husband actually, for a while, he cooked these lentil stews and that kind of food so that we all could eat together the same kind of food but then when i started cleanse to heal that that didn't work anymore so I, now i have to do my own food he can eat the same thing as me but my daughter she just refuses she won't eat <laughs> that kind of food so uh, we have found a new way of eating in my family
0: and so once you found cleanse to heal which which of the cleanses did you start doing and what kind of results did you start seeing?
1: Yeah, I started out with the simplified 369 and I actually got a lot of detox symptoms immediately. And one of the reasons was that I was really ambitious and I wanted to go all in. So I thought, well, you can choose what you... So I read in the book, you can choose whatever you like to eat. And I was doing juices, I was doing raw food, I was doing salads and all kinds of stuff. And then, oh my God, after a while, I started to get a lot of symptoms. And um, I guess now that I know what was going on, I know that it's the old neurotoxins coming out from the liver while cleansing, and I had a lot of them, and probably the variety of EBV that I have is is really bad with the neurotoxins. And uh, he actually says in the book that some of the varieties of viruses, when they die, they explode. So, So a lot of things can happen in the body while we're detoxing. And one of the weird things that happened when I first started cleansing with Cleanse to Heal was I got shingles postules on my arm and on my hand. And I had never had shingles at all in on my body or, or anything. And I had never had symptoms that I thought were shingles because all my symptoms were either EBV or strept, streptococcus. So that was really weird. So I got those pustules and then they disappeared again. And then one year later, this summer, I had another... Out of that, but this time on my belly. So I got the shingles on my belly for a while and then it healed again. And that's also one of the things that he explains in the book, she plans to heal. So so I realized, oh my god, I have so many viruses in my body, and I had no, I had never known about it. And and the strep, it has taken so long to heal my strep. I've had UTIs, I've had infections and all kinds of gut issues. And I've realized this strap is really, really stubborn and I just have to keep going and I have to go fat free. And I started making my own food. You know, I, I realized even though I had the fatigue, I can just make it really simple. I can, I can just steam potatoes and that's it. And that felt like a new kind of freedom because I I, I was trying to make this food and, and I, I had too much fatigue. And then I was relying on my husband and he didn't want to eat fat-free.
0: So since Cleanse to Heal came out and you were doing the simplified 369, did you just transition from that into fat-free eating or what have you been doing since then?
1: Well, the first time I tried the simplified 369, I had to quit because I got. I felt I got too many symptoms. Then later on, I tried again, but I could only do the first six days. And then I actually repeated the first six days many times with the simplified. But then I just ate fat-free for a long time. When I first did the mono-eating, I felt that this is the right cleanse for me. It felt really like the best cleanse because it was so gentle. It was so simple. I could do it very easily when I had bought this new steamer that I got. So that was a big thing. I got an, a, a good steamer and I could do the mono eating and I could cook all my food on my own. I didn't have to depend on my husband and the potatoes what was my favorite i tried some of the other ones but the potatoes was the one i i fell for because they're so satiated and i feel so good eating them and i i don't get tired of them even though it feels a, a bit boring sometimes but most most of the time it just feels simple it feels like a simple way of living and and uh, i just put some some lemon on them and and i'm fine
0: That's fantastic. So did you feel like even though the simplified 369 was giving you a lot
1: of detox symptoms,
0: did you have that with the mono eating cleanse?
1: Not that I can remember. I think every time I I make a change because of my nervous system, there is always some kind of adjustment going on for the first few days. And also when I change back into eating, more foods, again, there is something happening with my gut. But what I felt was that my gut felt so calm when I did the mono eating. And that felt so right to me. And I felt like, oh, it's calming down now. Because one of the symptoms I had when I did the the simplified was I I got a lot of gut pain again, like old gut pain coming up. And that was I guess one of the reasons why I felt I like I didn't want to go on for too long with the three, six, nine simplified. And also it, it was a, a lot of things to remember, you know, Oh, I have to do the snack now and I have to do this and that. And I, I had the ambition, you, you know, I'm, I'm an ambitious person. So I, I wanted to do the advanced three, six, nine. So I had the idea that someday in the future I will do the advanced, but, I never got that far and um, I managed to do the nine days at some point, And I also, I think I did the original at 1.2 with the whole, the whole nine days, but it, it was hard for me. It was hard. It was hard work to, to prepare all the food and to do everything right. But when I did the mono eating, it was just simple. And, and he has said actually that, the mono-eating is great for someone who has a lot of viruses, someone who has ME, CFS. It's a very good choice for us. So I, I both have gut issues and I have a lot of viruses. So for that reason, I felt it was great for me. So I have actually done mono-eating four times now during the last year, and it has been great for me. Uh, at one time, I was I was actually writing in my group every day about my progress, but but now I'm not doing that anymore. It was almost becoming like a diary. (laughs) So like people were reading it all the day, every day, like, well, now this is going on and oh, what? It it, it was nice, but I felt it was too too big of a commitment. I don't write every day anymore, but I, I keep them updated on where I'm at and how I eat now. And you know, it changes a little bit and I I find a new way of eating. A lot of time, even though I haven't been mono eating, I have been eating only steamed potatoes for dinner every day for long periods of time. Mm -hmm.
0: I have a lot of steamed potatoes at dinner too. It was probably really helpful for people when you were writing in that Facebook every day when you were mono cleansing, because at least in my experience in the Facebook groups that I'm in, There aren't a lot of people out there who are doing the mono cleanse who are out there talking about it. And granted, a few weeks back, Anthony did a three-day mono cleanse where a lot of people tried it and I tried it myself. And that was sort of refreshing because it opened that window for a lot of us to really see what that was like. Yes. And so I'm sure it was really helpful when when you were posting about it all the time because people could get that window into it.
1: Yeah, I think so and I I think a lot of people don't have much time to go into things as much because they have to work and they have to take care of their families and and they have a lot of obligations and I don't have that and and it's not my choice to to live like this it's not my choice to be in bed a lot and and to be isolated But the good thing is that I I can actually share a lot of things with the groups. And I feel that people appreciate that. They feel like they're getting to know me, I guess. Fantastic. And so, where does your health stand now? Well, I feel I'm on an upward trajectory. I feel that I'm not getting worse anymore. I am actually getting a little bit better every day. It's slow. And I've had my backlashes. I've had the scary moments where i felt that I'm going backwards. But I understand now that it's the neurotoxins cleaning out from the body. And it's the old th- symptoms, you know, it's, it's the things that I have to work on for a long time with the viruses and the adrenaline from a long time ago and all that. And it takes time for the liver and the whole body to heal. So where I am, I'm still in bed a lot, but I I can now be outside more. I can I can go with my family to the beach sometimes, and I'm getting my life back slowly now. And I feel really hopeful. I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared of dying. I'm not scared of ending up in a wheelchair. I'm not scared of ending up in bed with the blinds. So that's great. And I'm slowly getting used to doing things that I did before. Uh, sometimes I feel I'm doing too much and then I I get worse again. and so I have to be really, really, really careful and and that's the difficult part, I think when you have my condition that you have to be so careful with the cleansing as well. you have to find the right level and not to overdo it, but you also have to move forward. you have to, sometimes push yourself a little bit and it can be hard to find the right balance. And and it's the same thing with the exercise level, because when I cook, for example, that's exercising for me, you know, like other people can exercise when they're running or something. And I'm exercising when I'm cooking or when I'm taking a short walk. So I have to always be very careful not to overdo it, but not play too safe either because I'm I've been really scared of getting worse so I've been scared of overexerting and I've been scared of uh, so many things you know so um, I also sometimes have to push myself a little bit and realize no it didn't get worse this time and I, I could do it now and I can do more at this time
0: but it's literally just taking the baby steps forward to see right Exactly. So what are some of the other aspects of your health that have improved during all of this? You've talked about the gut issues that you had.
1: Yeah. I still have some gut issues and I feel that when I'm detoxing, it flares up a bit. So the mono eating has been great for that because that's when my gut has been the most content. I quit antidepressants a couple of years ago. And as I said before, I did it really slowly. I actually did it for a few months, actually, when I phased it out. It it feels like a freedom now to not be dependent on them anymore. I don't take medication for acid reflux anymore. I don't take nasal sprays at night. I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't breathe. So so I, I took the nasal sprays so I could breathe. I don't take any kind of pharmaceutical medication anymore. So, so I'm really happy about that. And I, I feel my depression has improved. It's not as severe. I don't feel like I'm going to die or something like that. I don't feel I want to die because that's what, what I felt uh, for a while as well. I don't feel like I want to die. I don't have anxiety anymore, at least not much. And my gut, I feel is healing, but it's still sensitive i I used to have perioral dermatitis for a while. I don't have that anymore. I have lost sixty six pounds in weight. That's amazing. And I never really focused on the weight because i' I'm still eating a lot of food and mm-hmm. uh, so so that's cool. i I'm happy about that uh, and i've I've been able to. Buy new clothes now. <laughs> so that's great. Fantastic.
0: So, if you were talking to somebody who was just starting out on this journey, what advice would you give to them?
1: My advice would be to read his books and to learn as much as possible. Listen to the podcast, listen to his lives, and to listen to your body as well, to listen to what your body feels is right how much you can do, and what is right for you. Because it has to do with your situation. It depends on how sick you are. It depends on your financial situation. It depends on your family, your work, all that. You have to take that into consideration and find something that works for you. So for some people, it can be to just start with the celery juice, or it can be to stop eating eggs and dairy and gluten. For another person, it can be to start a cleanse. And that's a great way to start as well. But I think it's always great to have the knowledge that he shares in his books and to understand as much as possible. I used to listen to his radio shows all the time. And I used to read his books a lot. And um, just try to get into this way of thinking because it's new to a lot of people and we're not used to thinking about health in that way so we we need to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and, and read it many times and hear it and for me the Facebook groups have been great as well because you can ask questions you can help each other you can support each other so if you're into Facebook that can be a great help as well. Also, I would say don't compare yourself to other people because if you do, you might feel that you're not healing as fast or you can't afford that kind of lifestyle that other people have or, or whatever, and that can make you feel bad. So um, I think it's important to start with yourself and where you are. And, and one idea could be, for example, you could take a picture of yourself When you first start out and see what happens, you know, over the years, and you can write a diary, you can write, what am I eating now? How do I feel? And then you can compare and you can go back.
0: That's something I find so helpful is I have documented in a journal over time, symptoms that were bothering me and symptoms that I had at different points. Sometimes it's that I realized that something I had going on was even quote unquote, a symptom. For instance, I used to have really, really, really chapped lips, not something that I gave a quarter of a thought to when I started this, but within just a few months that went away and I didn't even notice it at first. So I love the idea of having a journal because you were even saying about the fatigue, it's easy to forget things that were going on once we get healthier. Right.
1: Right. I love that. And so I've had Facebook as my diary, more or less. So so sometimes I I see an old post on on Facebook and I see, oh, that's what I did at that time. Oh, I had almost forgotten. But yeah, that was interesting. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my thoughts at that time, and I feel that my understanding of the medical medium information has deepened and deepened and deepened. And and I've gotten so many insights of how the body works and how our society and world works and the whole medical system and uh, my place in the world and all that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, it's been a, a wild journey for sure.
0: Fantastic. And so if somebody wanted to find you on social media, I know you have a Facebook group in Sweden that is in Swedish. What is the name of that group?
1: It's called 369 Detoxen Mono Dagas Anthony William Medical Medium. It's a very long name, and it's in Swedish. So if you speak Swedish or understand Swedish, you're welcome to that group.
0: And I will put a link to that in the show notes so that people can find it easily.
1: And uh, yeah, I, I feel it's a nice group because we are supportive of each other in the group, and people who want to take his information a step further are really welcome there. And, and everyone is welcome, really. They don't have to do the cleanses to, to be part of the group. Fantastic.
0: And if people wanted to find you elsewhere on social
1: media? My name is Emily Nilsson. I'm I'm usually on, um, on Facebook a lot, but I'm not on Instagram. I just have an account there and, and I don't use any other social media. So you're welcome to send me a friend request if you like. I have a lot of medical medium friends on Facebook, so that's nice.
0: Well, perfect. Well, Emily, thank you so much for sharing your story. I know there's going to be people who have struggled with their protocol and struggled through medical medium who are going to love hearing that there are other people who haven't had the easiest go of it. And it's such a It's so wonderful to have a community of those people to provide that encouragement to, because it's so easy on social media to see people, you were just saying this, who it seems like they healed really fast and it was really easy and it can be really frustrating when symptoms aren't going away. And so it's wonderful to have you here to talk about what that path looked like.
1: Yes, for sure. And I think we mustn't forget that just a few years ago, people who got sick were sick for the rest of their lives. I mean, the, the whole idea of being able to heal your chronic illness is revolutionary in this world. And I guess that's why it's been so hard for us who, who follow this path that people don't believe it. And we meet a lot of naysayers and trolls and skeptics. And it can be hard sometimes to, um, to be strong in your conviction and just go on. With what you feel is right. And I feel that the Facebook group for me was essential to move forward. But for other people, it can be meeting people in real life, I guess, and sharing stories with and, and meeting new friends. You know, you can ask in the Facebook group, does anyone live in near my area or something like that? I, I think it's really important that we connect.
0: Absolutely. And I was fortunate when I lived in New York City that I was able to meet up with a few of the other folks in the community there. And it it was such a treat to find people where you could really just find the restaurant that worked or go over to somebody's house and have a meal that was everything that everybody could eat. It was wonderful.
1: Yes, yes, for sure. Well,
0: I've so appreciated being able to connect with you, even though you're in Sweden and I'm here in the United States and we've run into each other in Facebook groups for years and years at this point. So it's nice to be able to connect with you to tape this. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's been so much fun for me and I'm really happy to connect with you. And and I feel like a special bond because you're Swedish, you have Swedish origin. So yes. uh, that's actually how how I noticed you on Facebook was that you had this Swedish name. And I, I thought at first that you were Swedish and then I realized you're not. And you, you have, you have relatives, uh, ancestors who are Swedish. So, so that's, that's been really special for me.
0: Yes. I, I always think of Sweden as the homeland. So I always love connecting with people who are in the homeland.
1: So thank you. Thank you.
0: I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Show notes for this episode, episode number 42, are available on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash podcast. And if you're looking for additional support on your own health journey, you can learn more about how we can work together directly by going to my health coaching website at carefullyhealing.com or by finding me on social media on Instagram at Carefully Healing with Kirsten, which is K-E-R-S-T-I-N, or on Facebook at Carefully Healing. If you were inspired by this episode, please leave a review for Quest for Healing on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium lauryl sulfate free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefully healing, which is all one word for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link. So I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code, but I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com.